This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. You're listening to Pure Opelka. We are very pleased, very lucky to get a few minutes of time with a member of Congress, uh, Congressman uh, Barry Loudermilk from the 11th Congressional District in, in Georgia joins us. And I'm, I'm guessing it's a pretty good day for the Georgia Coalition today, Congressman. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Yeah, it is a good day. Uh, you know, we have five appointees uh, by uh, President Trump, and we fill the, all those seats with five Republicans. So it's, uh, it is a good day. You know, we can move on with our agenda. Well, that's good. That, that's an important thing. You know, a week ago, we were all busy um, saying prayers for Steve Scalise and everyone involved, and you were there at that practice. And then uh, the next day, we, a bunch of us were in D.C. for the baseball game. And we're happy to announce, and I'm sure you've heard it, that uh, Steve Scalise has been upgraded to fair condition and moving towards the rehabilitation phase of his injury. So the great news and everybody needs to keep praying, but we still got work to do, don't we? We do. We have quite, uh, quite a bit of work to do. And I mean, that was, you know, that, that event last Wednesday, you know, I was on the field, as you said, uh, had numerous shots fired directly at me. It's uh, one of those, one of those moments when you feel so vulnerable is uh, having no way to, 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 to defend yourself and shoot back. But, you know, the impact that it's had on our conference is, is really, it's uh, rallied us together stronger. You know, the, the fact that Steve didn't die on the field or Matt, Micah, the, the staff member who was shot in the chest, didn't die is, didn't die is just a miracle. I mean, uh, the rounds that were being fired were military grade. They're, they're designed to kill on impact. Um, I'm looking at a guy, when I uh, ran off the field, I went to the shed, I saw Matt lying there. My plan was to get the shed, get eyes on the shooter, and then find an escape route to get out of the way. But once I saw Matt, I realized, all right, I can't leave this guy here. And uh, he's got a pretty bad, I mean, very bad wound to the chest, bleeding pretty badly. Uh, and he's going to be fine. And so it's just, a, it, it's an amazing, amazing thing that <laughs> of what had happened. You know, it's terrible, but at the same time, it's just a, you see the miracles and the, the number of heroes we had on the field that day. Well, amen to that. And the power of prayer stands out. And I'm with you on saluting the heroes and saying thanks, God, for all that other stuff, uh, for all the other great works that the doctors and the first responders were able to do. Now, you, you've got a t couple initiatives we need to let people know about. One, one I believe, relates to uh, uh, self-protection and the other relates to the military, which you want to take on in our short time. Well, um, we have uh, we haven't uh, we haven't actually uh, initiated anything yet. We're looking at uh, some uh, some things that we need to do to open up to allow people that when you know there, there's plenty of bad people out in the world today. I'm sorry, I had to step on the floor and vote real quick there. Um, okay, but there's uh, there's plenty of bad folks out there, and the rhetoric is so high that it's just inspiring people to do ridiculous things like this. And if this incident would have happened in Georgia. 
it wouldn't have lasted near as long. My chief of staff was parked in an area where he he probably had a shot that was ten to fifteen yards away from from the shooter directly into his back. But because uh, Washington D.C. is outlawed guns, and that's where our apartments are, uh, even though we could have carried in Virginia. Uh, no one had a weapon out there except for the two police officers. Had not Steve's police been on the baseball team or even at practice that day, it would have been a little bloodbath. So we have to we have to be able to enable citizens to protect themselves. There were numbers of police officers came to that field to investigate. Had there not been the two Capitol Police security detail officers there that day, there would have been nobody on the field being able to fight back. So, and I fully support our law enforcement. They do a tremendous job, but they're not everywhere every time. Usually they're investigating a crime, not stopping a crime. And so uh, we have to look at ways to better defend ourselves, allow the American people to, to better defend themselves. Well, I support it as a concealed carry permit holder myself. I support it, and I, I, feel, I feel like there is concern among some folks that by giving uh, members of Congress the right to carry, We'll be creating a second class, uh, another class of gun owners. And uh, I, I want, I'm one of those people, Congressman, who wants Congress to have what we have and we have what Congress has. So uh, I'm yeah. a person who says if you're good enough to carry concealed uh, as a congressperson, a citizen should have the same right. Right. And there's, uh, there's a lot of fake news out there right now that uh, somebody took a statement I said and turned it around backwards that... Uh, I told the press, I said, look, if I'm ever in a gunfight again, I don't want to be. But if I am, I want to be able to shoot back. And uh, I'm no better than any other citizen out there. But the, the truth is I'm a target, not because of who I am, but because of the position I'm in. I become a target uh, for a lot of evildoers. Now, the problem we have here in Washington is even with a reciprocity bill, which I am a co-sponsor of, uh, Richard Hudson's reciprocity bill, that would not fix the problem we have here in D.C. And my point was not just for congressmen, but anybody that works or has to reside part time in Washington, D.C., that reciprocity bill would not help them because basically Washington, D.C. is not a state. It is a district. We have to have other legislation to address the ability to carry in D.C. And so uh, in no way was I advocating only allowing uh, congressmen to carry. But because many of us actually do reside part-time here in the Washington, D.C. area, as do other people that come up here, uh, the, the, the bill that we have out there, the reciprocity bill, would not fix the problem that we're addressing right now. Well, it's, it's, it's an issue, I think. Uh, we're all interested to see you guys keep pushing it forward. Uh, I know you're short on time. What's up on the uh, C-130J Super Hercules program? I, I know this is a vital interest to not just your district, but to the Department of Defense. Uh, is that project going to get pushed forward? Well, the president is, uh, is you know, strongly uh, advocating to strengthening the military. When you look at our yeah, C-130 is the workhorse of the Air Force. I spent many years in the Air Force, and uh, it, it, it plays so many missions for the Air Force, from special operations, gunships, to um, you know, carrying cargo, carrying personnel. My son, who's airborne, he's made several jumps out of C-130s. And that new J model is, uh, has longer range. The engines are, are much more efficient. They're cleaner. They don't leave smoke trails. I mean, there's just so many advantages to that C-130J. 
that uh, our National Guard and Reserves are uh, their planes are quite aged and uh, they're very expensive to maintain. So we're pushing for the military to upgrade uh, to get the adequate number of these uh, uh, weapon platforms and uh, uh, cargo planes out there. I mean, it's just a C-130 is so versatile in everything it does that we have to be able to upgrade. We've got to, you know, there's arguments out there that we're way ahead of the other nations. Uh, why, why do we need to spend as much as we do on defense? And you know, we have to be very sensitive, especially with the level of debt we have. But it isn't, you can't compare us just to one other nation, such as uh, Russia and what they spend. You can't uh, compare us just to North Korea. You can't compare us just to Iran. You have to compare us to all those together because they're all potential enemies that could strike us at the same time. And we are the leader of the free world. And uh, we have to make sure that our people are safe and secure and able to exercise those constitutional rights. So uh, we need to make sure. I, I've always been an advocate. If you're the biggest, baddest dude on the block, then you don't have to worry about as much. You just you just handle the way that you handle your weapons. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I love hearing about this project. And I also like the clarity on the Second Amendment rights. And the, the next time we talk, can we talk about Rand Paul's base running and his hitting? Because I, I was at the game and I got some issues that we have to deal with. Well, let me tell you, going into that game, most of us that were on that field that night got very little sleep. I mean, I got three hours and I mean, I was, I was expecting to do much better at the plate than I did. I usually hit. I went four for four at the last year's game. Um, and when I got out there, you could tell everybody was pumped up. We were out there for the pregame ceremonies. When I talked to other teammates, they were exhausted emotionally, physically. Uh, some didn't get any sleep at all. I mean, there were many that, that had the same experience I did. As, as soon as you close your eyes, you're back there again running off the field. Mm. You're hearing the gunshots. Um, and so uh, just before the game, uh, I was over at the practice field where the shooting took place with uh, the team manager, Joe Martin, negotiating with the FBI just to get our equipment. I mean, we didn't You're have kidding. any bats, any helmets, uh, catcher's gear. Um, and so they went and scrounged everything that didn't have blood or bullet holes in it and gave it to us. Literally, we're getting just two hours before we're supposed to be at the field warming up. Wow. Uh, thank goodness to the Nationals. They donated catcher gear because our catcher gear was either shot up or had blood on it. So, it's, uh, you know, we are a much better baseball team that was on that field, but we walked on the field winners because we were there. And uh, well, next year will be another another year. And we thank you for coming to the game. It was uh, a record crowd. We had more than several uh, major league teams did that week. Well, it was an, it was very inspiring, and your story touched my heart, and I know it touched thousands of hearts as we we felt like we were there with you on the field and happy to be able to say thanks for you surviving it and thanks right now it looks like everyone's surviving so that's great news and and we'll just we'll keep pushing ahead and yeah i'll be there next year and maybe you'll sign my program if we if we get there early <laughs> thanks so much congressman take care sir god All bless right. you too thank you god bless